The baptism of Jesus, the baptism of our Lord. In Matthew's gospel, this is the beginning of his ministry, his launching, his living into that public ministry for which he was created and to which he was called. We hear this morning of Jesus going out from Galilee to the Jordan River, a pilgrimage shared by others who were curious about John's ministry, about this baptism of repentance. And today's little morsel of scripture leaves me with all kinds of questions. Perhaps you're wondering too, what was on Jesus' mind as he went? Did he know his identity? Did he have any sense of the attack and trajectory that his life would take, of who and whose he was, of the revolution, his demonstrable triumphs of weakness over earthly power would foment? After all, the text tells us precious little. In the first three chapters of Matthew's gospel, we hear Jesus' genealogy, his birth, his naming, the visit from the wise people, flight and return from Egypt, and then nothing. Matthew's gospel is silent from toddlerhood till the moment that we hear John the Baptist proclaiming a baptism of repentance. What was on Jesus' mind the day that Jesus came to John? It's only in Matthew's gospel that we hear this snippet of conversation between John and Jesus, identifying the fact that Jesus is no ordinary baptismal candidate. In baptizing Jesus, John was testifying to the coming of God's kingdom. Indeed, Jesus' baptism is not a helpful corollary for ours. And I think it's important to clarify, this is not the same baptismal ritual we will undertake today. Baptism then is not to be equated with the baptism that Tristan will experience at the font. New life in Jesus Christ in water and the Spirit. This baptism that John offered was a form of repentance in first century Judaism that would have been a cleansing, a preparing to approach God, a preparation to offer one's self. I wonder, what did Jesus feel that day as God opened the heavens? The grammatical construction that we have as that phrase is revealed is known as a divine passive. It was revealed by God. God unveils Jesus as God's own son. An anointing of the Holy Spirit, echoing the anointing of prophets and kings, is preparatory for Jesus' messianic work. Hear the word of God, this is my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. 
How's that phrase said in your imagination? Who actually heard it in the moment? Could the crowds hear it? And if they did, did they have any idea what it meant? Such a statement of affection and intimacy from father to son also prefigures Jesus' cry back to his father on the cross, why have you forsaken me? Think about the nature of the voice that declared, this is my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Was it gravelly? Did it have a lilt? Did the voice hold gentle affection? Did it command with bold declaration, a fact previously only known to God? As I wonder about the nature of that voice, I cannot help but consider Psalm 29, companioned with our lections today. In it, we hear about the voice of God. It amplifies and augments for me what that voice might have sounded like. And I'll tell you, I don't think it was a hallmark moment with a warm symphonic crescendo in the background. According to the psalm, we hear the voice of the Lord over the waters. The voice of the Lord thunders. The voice is full of majesty, and the voice of the Lord has such power that it splits cedar trees and causes people to skitter on wobbly knees like a joyful young ox or calf. Perhaps... That's how we're left today. Somewhat like a weak kneed foal, with the resonance of the sound of the voice of God in our imaginations, with the support of Christian community, calling us back to our best, most faithful selves, that model which was printed on us in the cross sealed on our foreheads at baptism with which we were marked into the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The baptism that we keep, the baptism that we celebrate today as we welcome Tristan into the community of the faithful is a joining into the death and resurrection of Jesus, a fundamental reorientation of our lives towards the purposes of God being part of the new creation to which we say, I will, with God's help, time after time after time. In Jesus' baptism, his identity with God was made manifest to the world. In our baptisms, we are made one with Jesus. And as Christian community, in baptism, We are called to be, as theologian and ethicist Stanley Hauerwas writes, quote, capable of forming people with virtues sufficient to witness to God's truth in the world, end quote. Christian community has the responsibility of formation, like, like a lane assist in our lives, calling us back to that virtuous path 
that leads to fullness of life. We form one another through community living, and it often happens when people are very young. Recently, I was with a handful of parishioners serving at an interfaith food shuttle distribution site at El Buen Pastor, a Latino Episcopal congregation in Durham. Folks unloaded pallets of potatoes, corn, avocados, bananas, apples, root vegetables, loaves of bread, ripe berries, cases of mangoes, and all were sorted and packed with a kind of living organism chaos that is hard to describe unless you see it. And for those close to 90 households who were able to come that day, this pickup was manna. As the morning drew to a close while washing off hands that were covered in dirt from sorting potatoes, one young member looked at me and said as if to help explain, you know, we do this because we are followers of Jesus. As Christian community, we are forming individuals with virtues sufficient to witness to God's truth in the world. And so today, I leave you with a question, one that I hope we will return to in conversation and in community. Where and how do you witness to God's truth in the world. Amen. The Chapel of the Cross is an Episcopal church in the heart of Chapel Hill and the university community. Find out more at thechapelofthecross.org. There you can find our latest news and events, connect with our pastoral care team, Faith in Action Ministries, and offer a prayer request. You can also find us on social media, on Instagram at The Chapel of the Cross, and on Facebook and Twitter at C-O-T-C Chapel Hill. May you be nourished by the word to serve in the world. <laughs>